Shalom, dearest brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to this week's episode of Midweek with the Saints. Today we take a look at the life of St. Francis of Assisi, a saint whom many of you have already heard of and in fact many of you have drawn inspiration from. So friends, today I would like to highlight two things in the life of St. Francis of Assisi. First and foremost, I would like to rebut or debunk a myth that is a quote related to St. Francis of Assisi that has been spread throughout these past few years. And this quote, I'm sure many of you have already heard, be it from bishops, priests, lay preachers, through no fault of their own. They innocently thought that this quote actually belonged to St. Francis of Assisi. Preach always, if necessary, use words. Preach always, if necessary, use words. Trent Horn in his book, What the Saints Never Said, tackles this quote at the very start of his book. It is the first topic. So he rebuts this quote and says that this quote was not said by St. Francis of Assisi. He never said this. There are no records to prove that he ever said this. You know, friends, St. Francis of Assisi would never say this because he knew and he showed by the virtue of his life that he held preaching with words with such importance and he preached explicitly to others upon his conversion he preached explicitly the gospel of Jesus Christ using his words using his actions and drawing from that and his preaching of words and actions drew from his prayer life friends Francis Assisi was a radical preacher he even preached to Muslims you know there was a time when the crusades were going on and Francis Assisi joined the crusades and the Catholics in this region were caught by the Muslims and held captive. And St. Francis of Assisi, even in this point of time, instead of backing down and kind of shying away from sharing the gospel because he was put at the brink of death by the Muslims, he stood up, he stepped up all the more to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to even the Sultan of the Muslims over there. And while the Imams surrounding the Sultan encouraged the Sultan to cut off his head. The Sultan was moved in his heart by the preaching of St. Francis of Assisi because he preached with authority and he preached with love. Friends, when St. Francis of Assisi stood before the Sultan, he saw saw not primarily a terrifying figure who could chop off his head, but but he saw primarily a soul that Jesus was willing to save, a soul that Jesus was desperate to save. And Jesus impressed in the heart of St. Francis of Assisi his desire to save the Sultan's soul. And certain accounts show us today that this Sultan at his deathbed converted to Christianity. Friends, that is the power of just sowing the seed. Our call is to just sow the seed in the hearts of others, to invite them to a relationship with Jesus, to proclaim to them the way, the truth and the life that is Jesus Christ. And in due time, God will make a way, Holy Spirit will work in their hearts, provided they cooperate and they open up. So all we have to do is to preach to them with words and with our actions, and then the ball is in God's court and theirs. It's between God and them after that. But you and I have a responsibility, friends, to preach with our words. Coming back to Trent Horn in his book, What the Saints Never Said, he says, you know, saying preach always use words when necessary is like saying, Love your spouse, use words when necessary. And I quote, continue to quote Tranton, Most spouses would appreciate receiving acts of service and affectionate gifts. 
but they would still be hurt if they never heard the words, I love you. Friends, if you're married or if you're in a romantic relationship with dating and courtship, you know, gifts count, spending time counts, but at the end of the day, you want to hear those words, those three words, I love you. Likewise, Trenhorn goes on to say, you know, it's almost like saying, build a fire, use wood if necessary. You know, Stanford says you can build fire by burning fabric and so forth, but nothing will be compared to firewood. Likewise, friends, you can preach the gospel without using words, but it will not ever be compared. It can never be compared. You will not even be close to preaching the gospel with words. You know, preaching with words and your accents are important and are equally important. No, it's not one over the other. It's the both of them going hand in hand, preaching in words and in your deeds. Friends, the lack of one will surely lead to a lack of effectiveness in preaching the gospel of Jesus. You need both words and deeds. Friends, when I was reflecting on this aspect of the life of St. Francis of Assisi, how he preached explicitly, how he used words, you know, I thought about this. Take this analogy of mine, for example. You see, I came across this lovely, this sumptuous pancake in Penang. This sumptuous, delicious pancake that can only be found in Penang. It cannot be found anywhere else in Malaysia or anywhere else in the world. This unique pancake is only found in Malaysia. And I loved the taste of this pancake. I went home, I told my parents about it. The next time my parents came to Penang, I brought them to this place. I brought my friends, I brought my ministry members. I introduced everybody to this pancake because it tasted good. Friends, if we could do this for the food that we like, just think about the times, number of times you went to a restaurant, you found it was good, you told your family, you told your friends, you told the people you were passing by in the street, the food there is really good. Friends, if we have really tasted and seen that the Lord is good, we would tell everyone about it. And we wouldn't merely lead them by our actions to Jesus, but we would tell them about it. We would verbally tell them, we would vocalize it. Friends, let us do that. If you have really tasted and seen the sweetness of Jesus, the goodness of God in your life, go forth and proclaim it. Share your testimony with others. Brothers in Christ, you know, we would do that for food. We would do that for uh, sales. You know, if there's a sale in a shopping mall, we would go and tell the people we are close to there's this good sale going on, go and buy you know, something that is much greater than all of this, much greater than food, much greater than sales, much greater than insurance plans, much greater than what appeals to us in the material world is what appeals to us for eternity in Jesus Christ. So friends, let us bring Jesus to others, the good news of Jesus Christ. Let us use our words. And let us be fruitful in sharing the word of God. Let us be convinced when we share the Word of God. And the only way we can grow in our conviction of the Word of God is if we study the Word of God more. Is if we study the Catechism. We study apologetics. And we want to study apologetics not to win arguments and defend the faith. We want to study apologetics so that we can win souls over for Jesus. You and I have to win souls over for Jesus. Because if you really love Jesus, you really desire what Jesus desires. Friends, the next thing I want to share is this. Flowing from this, 
There was this one time St. Francis of Assisi went to this chapel and he knelt down before the crucifix. And as he fixed his eyes on Jesus and he looked up to Jesus, Jesus looked to him. And then through that, um, that crucifix, the statue of Jesus on the crucifix, and they locked eyes. St. Francis and Jesus on the crucifix, they locked eyes. And Jesus said to St. Francis these words, which you have probably heard as well. Francis, repair my church. Some versions say, Francis, rebuild my church. For it is in ruins, for it is falling down. Friends, just as in the day of St. Francis of Assisi, the church was facing many persecutions. The church was compromising. Uh, certain members of the hierarchy of the church were compromising the faith in certain ways. Today, we see similar things happening. The church is undergoing persecution from within and beyond. We are facing opposition from within and beyond. And we, you and I, friends, get this request from Jesus. Instead of Francis rebuild my church, the Lord is saying, Paul, rebuild my church. Replace Francis with your own name. Rebuild my church. So and so, rebuild my church, repair my church. And how do we rebuild the church, friends? St. Francis of Assisi shows us the way. You know, at first, St. Francis of Assisi interpreted these words of Jesus as a command to go and rebuild the physical church. So he went forth and he rebuilt, repaired the churches in Assisi, including the chapel where he had this command from the Lord. But friends, eventually he realized that Jesus was asking him to rebuild this church spiritually. And he sparked revival in the church, friends. How did he do it? First and foremost, he strived for holiness in his own life. He committed to a life of poverty, chastity. He committed to a life of simplicity. He wanted nothing but Jesus. And he wanted nothing but to else but to share Jesus. That was the reason he lived, friends. That was the reason he moved. That was the reason he preached. He wanted to share the love of Jesus. So friends, first and foremost, you and I have to grow in holiness. We have to strive for holiness in our own lives. And we have to strive for the salvation of souls. You know, the only way we can rebuild the church, to repair the church spiritually, to spark revival, is if we regain that sense of being missionaries. And being missionaries simply means this, that you and I desire for the salvation of all souls, including ours. We desire for the salvation of all souls, all others out there, including ours. Let us imitate St. Francis of Assisi in his radical zeal and enthusiasm, in his passion for the gospel and the salvation of souls. You know, St. Francis of Assisi said this, Start by doing what is necessary, then what is possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. Start by doing what is necessary, the necessary is first, then do what is possible second, and third, suddenly you are doing what is impossible. Friends, when you put in your effort in the natural realm, God will meet you in the supernatural. God will meet you halfway. And He will take your five loaves and two fish and He will multiply it. When you grow in holiness in your own life, when you share the gospel and love of Christ with those surrounding you, using both your deeds and your words explicitly. Preach the gospel with both your deeds and your words and backing all of that up with a firm foundation that is your prayer life. Friends, you will change the world. 
you will repair the church, you will spark revival. And just imagine yourself in the place of Francis of Assisi, kneeling before Jesus. And the moment you start to respond to Jesus' call, so and so repair my church, and you start to respond, and you start to do it, and Jesus looks down on you with a smile. He smiles at you. He is pleased. And he says, this is my beloved child, my beloved son or daughter with whom I am well pleased. So friends, let us do this. The last thing I would like to share is this, friends. St. Francis of Assisi experienced the stigmata at the very end of his life. The stigmata. And he offered up the sufferings, these physical wounds which he experienced of Jesus Christ to the Lord for the salvation of souls. But friends, St. Francis of Assisi never waited only to offer up his sufferings when he had the stigmata. He started offering up his sufferings even throughout his life, in all the sufferings that he had before the stigmata. So all the sufferings that preceded the stigmata, St. Francis of Assisi never wasted them. He knew in the power of what St. John Paul II calls redemptive suffering. So friends, suffering is inevitable in our lives. We are going to suffer in one way or another, be it financially, be it um, in your health, in whatever way, you are going to suffer with loneliness. We are going to suffer in different ways at different points of our life. Suffering is inevitable, but do not waste it, do not resist it, do not resent it. Embrace suffering and offer it up to Jesus as a sacrifice. Friends, this is our natural effort. And God in the supernatural will meet us halfway. And He will grant us the grace to continue carrying this cross, this suffering that we are enduring. Oh, He will grant us breakthrough. But either way, friends, we want to be in a place where we are ready to just offer it all up to Jesus. You know, suffering is the way in which the mystical body of Christ unites. Suffering is the way in which the mystical body of Christ unites. Brothers and sisters in Christ, St. Francis of Assisi is praying for you, he's praying for me, and he's rooting for you and me to grow in holiness in Christ Jesus. You know, St. Francis of Assisi left everything behind and pursued Jesus not because he was crazy per se but because he was crazily in love with Jesus so friends let us be crazy in love with Jesus Amen